Welcome to the Management Minute with Dr. Donita Brown, where we sit down with business leaders to gain valuable insights and advice on how to navigate the world of management. Whether you're a seasoned manager or just starting out, this podcast is for you. I'm Donita Brown, a professor in the College of Business at Lipscomb University. I'm also an author, speaker, and habit coach. For almost 20 years, I worked in corporate America. I managed teams of two to 102. Welcome to this week's episode. Today's guest is Jonathan Barnes. Jonathan, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. All right. So let's dive into your one (laughs) sentence bio. Now, I'm going to tell you, few people can actually give a one sentence bio. So let's hear yours. Well, here's my one sentence bio. I grew up in Georgia, moved to Nashville for school, married a Nashville girl, met her at school. We now have, well, that's, sorry, that's, that was the one sentence, but no, we now have six kids, four girls, two boys. I have been an entrepreneur in town for a couple of companies and worked in the healthcare and technology fields for most of that time. That is a great bio. Definitely not one sentence, but <laughs> I will that. have to tell you when you said six kids, laundry just popped in my mind. <laughs> it's a never ending uh, task yeah. for sure. Yeah, I just have two girls, and just my family of four produces an absorbent amount of laundry. A good friend of mine told me that the difference between boys and girls is uh, all the accessories. That's the big difference. And I can say that's true. Obviously, clothes are, there's a lot of clothes in our family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of clothes in my family, and I don't have six kids. So (laughs) thank you for that. All right. Are you ready to start with question number one? Sure. Yeah, go ahead. All right. How do your values impact your management philosophy? Well, I'm a a Christian, a believer, and there's a lot of values that are universal throughout business and life. One of the biggest values I think I've seen, uh, and I saw it exhibited in my life with a lot of different friends and mentors, is just how to deliver excellence. I think Hmm. we're called to deliver excellence no matter what. Big fan of Tim Keller's book, Every Good Endeavor, and I think it's probably referenced here a couple of times on the podcast and obviously in the college business here, but we are made to create and we're made to uh, do things well. I believe we're called to do that. So I think that's a value that I've always thought about with professional services where where I've been most of my career. How do you anticipate what excellence looks like and help the client have that delivered to them? I think that's a value that has driven a lot of my decisions and a lot of what I do in business. So delivering excellence and being an entrepreneur (laughs) could often be a diametrically opposed. So yeah. how do you do things fast as an entrepreneur? Because sure. you've got to you got to make sure your speed to market and you get things done quickly, but also sweat the details and do it excellently. So talk a little bit more about that. Sure. I think, you know, my current position, um, I'm founding partner of a company called Work Heartily, which is based on the verse Colossians 3.23, which mm. says to work heartily as unto the Lord and not for man. We're a fractional executive firm and Mm. advisory services firm. So we work a lot with growing businesses or departments that have a sense of tension. They they know where they want to go. They need to grow to get there. And I think you're right. Being an entrepreneur or even in that field as a fractional executive, you you have to define what excellence looks like. Mm -hmm. And also as an entrepreneur, if you are not the person to be able to do that, well, guess what? You need to outsource and get somebody in here to help you. And I'm the first person to admit that I'm not the best at the details or the you know, operational efficiencies, or even you know, I can come up with great strategies, perhaps. But I also need a team around me to help deliver on that. So I think it's defining that at the very front end and being able to say, hey, let's let's define what excellence looks like and then proceed on that plan. 
So one of the things you said is you know what you're good at and you know what you're not good yeah. at. I think early in my career, I tried to do it all. Oh, yeah, me too. Okay. I thought I was awesome at everything. Oh, me too. <laughs> yeah, and, I, and maybe that's just a maturity thing when you get a little bit uh, yeah. you know, wiser. You realize these are the things that I can do well and these are the things that I need to outsource or find yeah. somebody else. So how do you mentor somebody that's maybe younger in their career sure. to help them figure out what they do well? Yeah, I think some of it has to do with business maturity and just understanding mm-hmm. what – the environment looks like that you're in. When I was first starting my career in healthcare, I was in a healthcare staffing company and I was working as a recruiter and then also uh, as a branch manager, account manager. And I really had access to every single part of the business from the front end and to, to the you know, back end and invoicing everything else. And I really thought I was great at everything. <laughs> um, and uh, little did I know. So I think when somebody's first starting, probably having those a cadence of one-on-one meetings with your uh, the p- people that you're working with, and saying, look, you know, what are you learning, mm. right? I like to use Michael Hyatt's methodology. He calls it the KISS methodology, which is, you know, it's an acronym, of course, like everything else. But, you know, what should we keep doing? What should we improve upon? What should we start doing? And what should we stop doing? Mm. And you can do that with an after-action review of a big project. You can do that with a one-on-one with somebody you're working with. You can actually do it as a leadership team together. So I think it's a good one, but that's what I would do as a manager and mentor of young, uh, young in their career or new in their position. Hey, let's, let's have a one-on-one. Let's have either biweekly, monthly, weekly, if need be, and go through some version of that KISS methodology during that one-on-one. That's so great. So it's keep doing, improve doing, start doing, and stop doing? That's right. Keep, okay. improve, start, stop. I love it. I think it's been, yeah. I've been, I've used it quite a bit over the past decade or so, and, and it's really uncovered some surprising things like, wow, sure. I didn't know you were, you're having a hard time with that. Let's, yeah. okay, let's, let's get you some professional development help. Let's get some new tools for you. Let's get you some support. Those are huge wins when you can uncover those kind of issues. That's amazing. All right. Ready for question number two? Sure. Who or what has had the most impact on your management style? Michael Hyatt, I followed his blog since he was you know, the CEO of Thomas Nelson Publishers and then when he went on on his own. And I've had the privilege of working with him on a few uh, opportunities as, a, as one of his coaches with his company Full Focus. But he actually has had a huge influence on my management style, namely because of his book, Free to Focus. Hmm. I don't know if you've ever read that, but it's got a great tool in there called the Freedom Compass where you basically do a task audit of all the things you're doing and you drop them into different zones. They all start with D kind of easy to remember, but they're a combination of where your passions lie and where your proficiencies lie. And so where your passion and proficiency, where you're really good at something and you you love it, that's really what he calls your desire zone. That's true mm. north. And as a leader, you need to spend, you know, 85 to yeah, 85 plus percent of your time in that desire zone. And so many times as a manager, you're not, you're yeah. spending times in other zones. And one is the, uh, the disinterested zone, which is basically you're really good at it. You've got some proficiency in it, but you don't have the passion for it. So you can't really sustain Mm. tasks in that zone for very long. You might get burned out or bored. The other zone is the distraction zone, which, you know, you might be passionate for something, but not very good at it. I think one of the great examples is, you know, I have a a penchant for purchasing URLs and a bunch of, uh, bunch of nonsensical websites that I think I'm going to do something with. And then, you know, Lo and behold, I'm not very good at designing the website, so they never happen. <laughs> yeah. So it's a giant distraction zone activity. 
And, and yeah, the, the fourth zone is the drudgery zone. So for me, mm. that's, you know, going over financial reporting and reconciling bank statements. That would be in my drudgery zone. But that's where your passion and proficiency are not even there, not even one bit. So if you can do a task audit and think through all those kind of things and figure out how you can be in your desire zone 85% of the time as a leader or as a business owner or manager, you can really move the needle and then help your team see that as well. That's great. So that Michael Hyatt and that book, Free to Focus, and the tool specifically, The Freedom Compass, it changed my entire trajectory as a manager when I was running my previous company, Staffing as a Mission. I left a a seminar, came right back to the office and said, hey, I'm no longer going to do this, this, and this because I'm terrible at it. Yeah. (laughs) And I don't like to do it or, you know, or some sort of combination of those zones. So he had a really huge impact on me. Yeah, that's great. I'm so glad you mentioned Michael Hyatt. I used to listen to his uh, podcast, but I've kind of gotten away from reading. And I read his blog back probably 10 years ago, but he's he's a great one. Thank you. Yeah, he's great. Before we get to the next question, let's pause for a quick message about Lipscomb University's College of Business. Are you looking to sharpen your management skills and take your career to the next level? If so, look no further than the MBA program at Lipscomb University. Our part-time program is designed to provide you with the knowledge and the tools you need to excel in today's fast-paced business environment. Lipscomb offers both in-person and online formats that make it a perfect fit for full-time working professionals. Apply now and elevate your management skills. Learn more and apply at lipscomb.edu forward slash business. All right, ready for question number three? Of course. What book has made the biggest impact on you? As as far as a manager, I think, well, I don't know. There's a lot lot of good (laughs) books. There's so many good books. You can name two or three. Patrick Lencioni has a really good book oh, yeah. um, called The Motive. And hmm. I don't know if you've read it, but it's one of those typical in his style of business fable. But if you don't like the story style, you can go to the back of the book and just just read it. You know, read the, the bullet point version. But he talks about the motive behind leadership is either driven by responsibility or reward. Hmm. And you know, he tells a story obviously about this, you know, two different leaders. I think being able to say, all right, as a leader, I'm motivated by responsibility is the better choice. Mm. You're not doing, you're not being a leader just so you can get accolades, cash, new home, extra time, whatever it is. You're really, you're doing this because of the the internal motivation of being responsible for what you're doing. I think it kind of goes back to what I said earlier about my values that are mm-hmm. uh, about delivering excellence, how I'm compelled to do that. I feel like I'm compelled to do that from being a Christian. Mm. Another anecdote for that book, he always talks about being the chief repeating officer or chief reminding officer as, mm. a, as a leader. And sometimes it just kind of gets annoying <laughs> to tell yeah. everybody the same thing over and over. But it's also good for yourself to remember why you're doing what you're doing, the values of the company that mm-hmm. you started or that you're leading, and being able to, to give that to others and say, hey, I this is exactly what we're doing. This is why we're doing it. And I'm motivated by the responsibility that I have to help you and help lead this team versus just the reward I get from being, you know, the person in charge. Right. Right. That's great. I haven't read that Lencioni book. I have read many of his yeah. books, but he's, he's got so many. I'm, I'm reading the ideal team player right now oh, man. and it's so good. Yeah. Hungry. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 It's just people it's, smart. Yeah. But that, that one's going on my list next. So okay. thank you. Thank yeah. You great. All right, ready for my favorite part of the podcast? Okay, what's that? So rapid fire questions. Okay. You get 60 seconds. Don't overthink the answer. 
You can say pass, so you get one pass. <laughs> okay. You ready to do it? Yeah, sure. All right, let's go. Who knows you best? My wife. Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Sanibel Island. What makes you feel unstoppable? Listening to the Almond Brothers Band. What's your biggest fear? Failure. Who's the smartest person you know? My wife, Christina. What's your favorite holiday tradition? Uh, every morning, every birthday morning, we have breakfast in bed for all of our kids. Aw. Do you like cheese or butter more? Cheese. What rule do you try to break? Um, I think the rule I try to break is... I pass. Sorry. (laughs) That's okay. How would you react if there was an alligator at your door? I would get a weapon. Texting or calling? Calling. All right. It's good. See why it's my favorite part of the show. Yeah, it's great. I get to stump you. Yeah, you stumped me. (laughs) Now I'm going to think about that for the rest of the day. All right. Well, good. Good. (laughs) I'm going to try to come up with a rule to break. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe you're just a rule follower and you don't break any. Well, uh, I wouldn't say that, but yes, I got it. All right. Your job now is to give parting advice to managers. What's the best advice you can give to a manager? You don't know everything. Mm. You need to solicit feedback from your team. You don't have to take it all. Mm. A lot of uh, managers don't, you know, they feel like they got to hear everything from their, from their team and then they've got to implement it. No, you don't. Your Mm. job as a manager is to listen and then process that knowing your position, knowing who your team is, knowing what your company's goals are, and then make a good decision with that. But I would say listening. I mentioned one-on-ones. Those are huge. And having a regular cadence. Carve out time to do that. Another thing I would just say, if you don't mind me adding one it. more. Yeah. I have a good friend from church that told me that he had this block on his calendar every week. It said T-A-T-B. And his uh, one of his teammates said, what is this block on your calendar? It's an hour and a half. What, it's T-A- what is T-A-T-B? He said, oh, yeah, oh, that's my think about the business hmm. block. And so he carves out a time, and I've actually used a lot of this. I go on walks you know, around the office and just don't have myself in with me and just kind of walk around and think about what do I need to do with the business next? It could be a particular problem I'm having or thinking through an issue or proposal I'm crafting, or it could just be, hey, you know, it's the end of the quarter. What do I want to the next quarter to look like? But I think that's a good practice as a, as a manager yeah. to have a TATB block yeah. of time. Yeah, give uh, yourself the opportunity to think. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Well, Jonathan, thank you so much for being this week's guest. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Management Minute. We hope you enjoyed this week's interview. If you like this episode, please share it with a friend or colleague. If you have suggestions for future guests, please send me their contact information to donita.brown at lipscomb.edu. You can also subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. Thank you. This podcast is powered by the College of Business Content Creation Studio at Lipscomb University.